welcome back to episode four of Eerie Tells to Tell. I'm your host Jessica and before we begin anything, I do want to apologize for going MIA and you know cold turkey on you guys. I left you hanging. I stopped posting on my social medias and I did not upload last Friday or this past Wednesday and I do want to apologize for that. I don't know if you guys know but I am a one person podcast. I started this off because I enjoy anything paranormal and just wanted to share with people uh, what I found interesting and I got overwhelmed you know I am a huge procrastinator and sadly I waited last minute to film all my episodes and do all my research so just releasing episodes so close together was not a good idea for me so I did have to step back and just reevaluate everything and you know not stress myself out with it because I just start this off for fun and it just wasn't fun for me anymore but I am back I decided to only upload every Friday so when you guys are hearing this it's going to be Friday and then the last episode is going to be next Friday and that will finish off my series for Halloween Um, so I do want to apologize for not releasing episodes out on Wednesdays anymore but hopefully with this I'll have better quality and you know more time to fully do my research on everything. So with that being said, let's get started with today's episode. So let me just start off by saying that I love anything paranormal. I'm down to try anything. I will go to haunted houses. I will do the EMF recordings. I my dream since I was little or since I was in middle school was to be a ghost hunter. I would always tell my mom, hey, I'm going to be a ghost hunter. I'm going to do this. You know, I want to be in the paranormal investigator line of work. And, you know, I was always interested in that. But one thing that I feel that scares me the most, and I don't know why, like, I would try all this other stuff. But one thing that I will never, ever, ever, ever do is the Ouija board. So, for today's episode, that's what we're going to be talking about. And if you don't know what a new Ouija board is, the best way to describe it would be that Basically, it's a flat board used to get in touch with spirits and these were really popular with fortune tellers back in the day like they would use them to communicate with those that passed away and people would come to them wanting to get in touch with them. And let me just describe it to you. Basically, it's a board with the letters of the alphabet arrayed in two semicircles above the numbers that go from 0 to 9. The words yes and no are in the uppermost corners and goodbye is at the bottom. The board comes with a planchet which is this teardropped shaped tool. 
it usually has a small window in the body that you can see through so when it's moving you can see what number or letter it lands on. The planchet is used to maneuver about the board, so basically how you're supposed, and I'm putting suppose in air quotes because who would really even play this? Like I, I, I like I said, that's one thing that I don't want to mess with, but how you're supposed to play it or use it is that two or more people would sit around the board and each person would place their fingertips on the planchet. They would ask a question and watch as the planchet moved from letter to letter, spelling out the answers seemingly on its own accord. It's also stressed that you are never to use the Ouija board by yourself. You know, they always say that you have to play with another person or with a group of people and it's also said that you're always supposed to say goodbye when you are done playing with it and you know what it reminds me of it's it reminds me of that little magic eight ball you know that little spear ball that you would ask it a question and then shake it up and it would pop up with one of those automatic answers. Well, the board is sort of like this, except that instead of pre-made automatic answers to your questions, it's supposedly spirits that answer back or, or demons or anything really that people say comes through the board. But there is a lot of speculation on how the board actually works. I mean, when I think about it, how can a board just move on its own? Whether it be because of spirits or not, do, do spirits actually just wait around a new Ouija board to be used and that's their chance to communicate? I mean, it's nothing more than wood or plastic, no significance to the board really. So if they wanted to communicate, there's a million different ways to do so. I mean, the Ouija board first really only became popular back in the 1890s because it was made into a parlor game, and even before the Ouija board had the design and name we know of now, it didn't always look like this. Before the rise of the Ouija board, there were talking boards, and they existed years before the Ouija one. Some early versions featured different ways of receiving messages. Some used dial plates in which you pressed your hand on a device and the pressure directed a needle to different letters. Other fortune tellers relied on knocking sounds on the bottom of the table to convey messages. Some devices even used planchets that had a hole so a pencil could write the answer. So, with all these talking boards that were used, why is the Ouija board the one that's tied to demonic possessions the most? What makes it so special? We see it being portrayed in movies as a gateway for possessions to take place and bad spirits coming through to talk. Could it be actual demons or spirits coming through or could all this be scientifically explained? In fact, scientists do seem to have a simple scientific explanation for how the Ouija board moves. It's called the idometer effect, and it's basically a way for your body to talk to itself. The way that it's explained is 
that the idometer effect is an example of unconsciousness or involuntary physical movement. We move when we're not trying to move, and the best way to explain it is if you've ever experienced the sudden feeling of jerking awake from sleep, you've experienced a more erupt version of the idometer effect, your brain signaling your body to move without your conscious awareness. So the obvious difference is that the idometer effect happens when you're awake. So the reflex movements you make are much smaller. In the case of an Ouija board, your brain may unconsciously create images and memories when you ask the board questions. So your body responds to your brain without you consciously telling it to do so, causing the muscles in your hands and arms to move the pointer to the answers that you, again, unconsciously may want to receive. There are multiple scientific studies that have shown various instances of the odometer effect in action. In one well-known and repeated variant of the Ouija board test, blindfolded patients spell much more incoherent messages. I could see this possibly being the situation, but then I did some digging around on the Ouija board and something did catch my attention on this. All the people that take credit for creating it or reproducing it as a toy have come into some sort of bad luck. So first we have Elijah Bond, and Elijah is the one that really put the Ouija board out there. He is credited for introducing this to America, and while nothing seems out of the ordinary with his death, I mean... He lived up until he was 74 and he died of a supposedly stroke paralysis, but what intrigued me is that both of his manufacturing buildings caught on fire and burned. Sure, one was in 1893 and the other one was in 1904, but still, that seems pretty sketchy to me how, like, how do two of your manufacturing factories that produce this board catch on fire. And in another string of unfortunate events, we have William Flood. He came to have sole ownership of the Ouija board, and on February 24th, 1927, while overseeing the replacement of a flagpole, William was tragically killed by complications falling from the roof of his three-story street factory. The iron support he was leaning on gave way and he tumbled backwards off the roof, grasping and catching one of the factory windows and then falling to the ground. He suffered a concussion of the brain, five fractured ribs, a broken arm, a fractured leg, and numerous cuts and bruises. An employee who witnessed the fall picked him up and rushed him to the hospital where he later died from one of his broken ribs, piercing his heart. And I know that all this just seems coincidental, but as he was lying on his deathbed, he made his children promise they would never sell the Ouija board. And I have tried to see why he would say this to to his children. I don't see anything on if he gave a reason as to why he said this to them. Like, I can't find anything on if 
you know the specific words that he said if it was just don't sell this or if he gave them an explanation to why but you know maybe this is a sinister game after all or maybe it's just us subconsciously moving our planchets around creating our own answers but one thing's for sure as curious as i am i won't be messing with this